It's no secret that South Korean pop culture has been gaining immense popularity these past few years, especially with Squid Game and All of Us Are Dead reaching unimaginable heights within the entertainment industry. Now, more than ever, people are attempting to broaden their horizons and try out new things, starting with checking out other recommended Korean dramas. In particular, Snowdrop, the 2021 JTBC production, has been garnering a lot of attention lately due to its recent release on Disney Plus in the US, making it the first K-drama to ever be released on the streaming platform. Not only that, but it's also the acting debut for Jisoo, a beloved member of the well-known K-pop group Blackpink. But the drama has had its share of struggles, stirring up controversy in South Korea even before its initial release. But what could possibly be the cause? With its incredible class, impressive writers, beautiful visuals, and intriguing storyline, surely people shouldn't have a problem with it. Something about this show led to a petition of over 320,000 signatures being sent to the Blue House, the official residence of the president of Korea, in an attempt to cancel the drama altogether, making it the most controversial K-drama of 2021 in a landslide. The basic synopsis of the drama is that it was set in the 1980s in South Korea during a large string of pro-democracy movements involving many protests held by college students who were against the authoritarian government at the time and demanded more fair elections. Snowdrop takes place during the year 1987, the height of student protests known as the June Democratic Struggle, and revolves around the romance of Eun Yong-cho, a university student at Hosu Women's University, and Im Soo-ho, a graduate student later revealed to be a North Korean agent. This story is partially inspired by the writings of a North Korean defector who escaped a political prison facility back in 2008. In order to give people a better understanding about the historical influences behind the show, I decided to interview the one person in my life who knew Korean politics better than anyone, my father. Um, can you first start with telling me your profession and or title? Uh, my name is Sang Shin Lee. Uh, I work for the Korea Institute for National Education. Uh, I'm a research fellow at uh, that in institute. It is a government-funded institute. Uh, our mission is to research North Korea and unification of Korean Peninsula. Okay. So as someone who studies that subject, can you give an overall summary about the 1980s student democratic protests? Uh, yes, that's a very interesting subject. Uh, you know, South Korea has a long history of dictatorship. Uh, in 1979, our former dictator, President Park Jung-hee, was assassinated by his right-hand man, actually the chief of Korean CIA. And after that, Korean politics uh, experienced a quite uh, a struggle. But in 1980, we have a historical watershedding moment. Uh, May 18th of 1980, there was a massive demonstration in a, in a southern city called Gwangju. We call it, at that time, Gwangju Uprising. Now we call it Gwangju Democratic, uh, Democratization Movement. Uh, at the time, the new president, Jeon Doo-hwan, 
at the time he was not a president, he was the command, uh, commander of the South Korean army. He sent a special force to Gwangju and he ended up killing hundreds of the peaceful prote- protesters. And the Gwangju citizens against armed themselves and he, they fought against the army. And they ended up liberated Gwangju for over a week. But then again, the President Chandwa sent uh, troops with the tanks and even helicopters. They attacked the Gwangju civilians, and it was a massacre. So, the uh, 1980s, South Korean uh, student movement was greatly influenced by this Gwangju massacre. In fact, I believe that South Korean history after the Korean War of 1950 can be divided into two periods, before Gwangju and after Gwangju. Gwangju greatly influenced the entire perception of South Korean students about how we view our history and our society and politics. So how the experience of Gwangju uh, changed our view? First of all, we stopped trusting our government. Before that, even if, even though the President Park Chung was a dictator, he was trusted by the people. He he was a dictator, but he is still our leader. But John Duan, by killing hundreds of innocent Gwangju citizens, he lost all that legitimacy of his government. So we cannot trust, we could not trust our government and our leader, political leader anymore. They were the enemy of our citizens. They, they didn't have any political authority to govern South Korea. So before, even before 1970, 1980s, we have very strong history, history of the student movement. Uh, for, for example, we have another uprising back in 1960. We, uh, there, there was another dictator whose name was Man, but he had to flee from the government and he fled from the South Korea because there was a massive student demonstration in 1960 and we just, we, uh, we successfully threw him out of the country. So we had the history of uh, the toppling of our dictatorships. So we tried that again in 1980s. So uh, almost every week, every day, there was somewhere in South Korea, there was a student uh, uh, demonstrations. And they started to organize themselves into they 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 embraced the, the communist and socialist ideas because to change our society they need theories and ideologies and they started question everything they were taught from school one of the most important thing is that north korea is the evil regime south korea is a democracy and North Korea is communism and communism is an evil ideology. And after the experience of Gwangju, they even started questioning that principle of South Korea. You know, the South Korea experienced the horrible Korean War of 1950s. 
and it was a taboo to question the legitimacy of South Korean uh, democratic regime. But after the experience of Gwangju, the student started questioning that core belief of our society. Maybe North Korea is right and South Korea is wrong. Maybe North Korean propaganda is not propaganda at all. Maybe North Korea is telling us the truth. Maybe South Korean government is. So the revolution in 1987 was half successful. But after that, we managed to uh, develop our uh, democracies. Now South Korea enjoys full, full, uh, full democracies in East Asia. So the the South Korea as a free democratic country began in 1987, and 19, the revolution of 1987 was only possible because of the, the citizens of Gwangju and their sacrifice. So the entire 1980s. The South Korean college student suffered from how can I how can I say it? Uh, they felt responsible for the death of Gwangju. It is typical uh, post uh, PTSD. So that uh, they believe that they owed the. Gwangju citizens, because it, the Gwangju citizens sacrificed their lives for the sake of our democracy. And we felt that we have tremendous debt to the Gwangju, Gwangju citizens, and we have to fight to fulfill Gwangju citizens' dreams. And that entire generation of the South Korean uh, young college student in 1980s, uh, they, 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 they fought against the John Duan's regime and that became uh, the seed of, of our democracy. When the plotline of Snowdrop was first released, it sparked outrage from the public, throwing around accusations that the producers were attempting a distortion of history due to its use of South Korean democratic protests as a backdrop for a romance between a North Korean spy and the daughter of the director of the ANSP, Agency for National Security Planning. Offense was taken especially because viewers believe that the inclusion of a North Korean protagonist during a democratic movement was incredibly insensitive to the fact that multiple Korean students were imprisoned, tortured, and even killed under the pretense that they could have been North Korean spies. As the first wave of criticism hit, more and more complaints started to file in. It came to the point where brands were quick to pull their sponsorships from the show, apologizing, saying that they had no idea what the show was about in the first place. In the end, the court denied the initial petition to stop streaming the drama because there are no laws against historical distortion with the entertainment industry. But that didn't stop the people as more petitions were filed in. It came to the point where producers threatened to sue several netizens for libel and slander. JTBC argued that the main characters weren't directly involved in the democratic movement, meaning that the democratic movement was not the point of the story. The point of the story was to talk about the personal stories of those who were victimized by those in power. Okay, thank you. 
Then aside from political ideologies, how did North Korea tie into all the student democratic protests overall? What kind of effect did they have? Yes, uh, North Korea it was a very dangerous thing to say in South Korea. Even, uh, even now, we have something called anti-communist law, or we can call it national security law. That means that uh, if you have any connection or communication with North Korea, not authorized by the South Korean government, you can go to jail. Even worse, you can be executed. South Korea still have the capital punishment. We don't, we don't do it. We don't kill people. But theoretically, we still have the capital punishment. And uh, the connection with North Korea is capital punishment. Before 1980, North Korea, not, not just 1980s, South Korean return regime always have used North Korea as an excuse for their dictatorship. Why South Korea can't have democracy? Because we have North Korea. Our generals, our dictators cannot let South Korean people have freedom because freedom is dangerous. Freedom will uh, make our society, our South Korean society vulnerable from North Korean threat. North Korea always uh, wanted to use our freedom to make our security lessened. So that, that's, that was their excuse. And that was how the North, South Korean dictators justified their, their power. Why, why do they have to have their absolute power over our citizens? Because they are protecting South Korea from North Korea. But as I told you, in 1980s, after the Gwangju massacre, people started asking questions about that question. Is North Korea is evil? Maybe it's not. Maybe it's South Korean dictators who is lying to us. Maybe North Korea is not that bad at all. But they are bad at all. <laughs> North Korea is bad. Okay. Let me clear on that. But uh, what I'm trying to say is that the experience of 1980 Gwangju massacre is so severe and so fundamental. People started even questioning that the North Korea as an evil regime uh, believe in South Korea. And uh, even uh, when the Chunduan regime, when they, uh, uh, they, they, got, they arrest college student for the, the fighting against the government, always their excuse was that they have ties with North Korea. They are taking money or taking orders from North Korean government. They are the spies of North Korea. That was the typical excuse for the Jeonduan regime. Many South Korean college students, many oppositional party leaders got arrested and went to jail. They, many of them were tortured. Some of them were killed by the Jeonduan regime, illegally, of course. 
some of them just、uh, go mad because of the torture. And it was justified because the Gendarme regime always claimed that they were manipulated by North Korean propaganda. And North Korea is very dangerous thing still in South Korean mind. So、uh, the problem with the snowdrop, even though I didn't watch the show, and why, why, why do some South Koreans、uh, mad about the, the plot of the snow? snow What, what's the show's name? Snowdrop. The snowdrop, yes. As a、uh, snowdrop is that、uh, the plot sounds like that Jeonduan regime's、uh, excuse that South Korean oppositional party politicians and the South Korean college student movement was actually connected to North Korea, which I think justifiably enraged many South Koreans who remember how, ju- how the North Koreans have been always excused for the Jeonduan's the,、uh, dictatorship. To further prove their point on historical inaccuracy, many netizens try to claim that the drama seemed to be basing their characters off real life historical figures. One of the biggest uproars came from the main female character's name, who originally shared a name with a real woman, Chun Yongcho, a democratic activist whose husband was beaten after suspect of being a North Korean spy. After that, the drama changed the name to Yongro after many complaints. Okay.、Uh, I don't know if you knew this, but Snowdrop is actually becoming the first K drama released on Disney Plus. So it's going to be able to be viewed all over the world, well, at least in major countries. So, do you think in this sort of case, because this drama depicts such a tragic part in our country's history, that historical depiction and accuracy is important? I don't want to talk about the The snowdrop because I haven't watched it. It's not right for me to say something positive or negative about, about the drama I didn't watch. But I understand why some South Koreans are concerned with snowdrop because the, the flapum, the Disney Play Plus, is worldwide, it's very powerful. And If、uh, Snowdrop can give the wrongful impression of South Korean politics and our history, it can influence the people all over the world in the wrong way. You know, the South Korean democratic、uh, history, democratizing history, we are very proud of the history of the 1980s. We fought the dictatorship. The horrible dictators who killed hundreds, hundreds of South Koreans. And we fought and fought and we won. We, it is a very proud moment of our history. And we don't want a, it's, just a, it's just a drama. Many inter- there can be many interpretations of our history, but it is just a show. But we don't want this show to distort our image 
as a democratic country of for the the world viewers. I think that's why many South Koreans are concerned with the snowdrop and its influence to the foreign viewers. Okay, then in your opinion, where do you think the line is between historical distortion and historical fiction? You know, including me, uh, I was in high school when John Doan stepped down. I remember that. And I feel proud being a South Korean citizen who were the member of the the army of the fighting the student against the, the horrible dictators. And the line is that, that nobody can dictate you how to interpret, how to think about our history. But the line is that snowdrop can influence the current South Korean politics because we still have political parties uh, who are descended from Jeonduan's political parties. It is legitimate political party. And the other party is the descendant of the South Korean oppositional parties who fought against Jeonduan. And Snowdrop's interpretation of 1980s history can influence the current political landscape of South Korea. Because if Jeonduan was right, if John Duan was right about South Korean opposition party connected to North Korea, then we have to rewrite history since 1980s of South Korea. Then that means that the, uh, the Liberal Party of South Korea is a descendant of the communist leaning, uh, the, the, commun uh, the, the communist party. So it has huge political implication in South Korea. Yes, you can interpret history in your own way. I'm all for that. But we still have people are influenced by your interpretation. Then you have to give those people a chance to explain it, a chance to, a chance to voice their own view. But in Disney Plus, because of it, it's so influential, and it has so it's a, uh, so wide view, viewership. Uh, I, I'm I'm concerned that maybe the different voices, different interpretations of the South Korean history, don't have, doesn't have the chance to explain ourselves. Okay, uh, for my final question, as someone who's lived through that period, as someone who protested themselves in the 90s, could you tell me like your own experience, your own personal experience living through those times? Like what were your thoughts and feelings going through all that? Uh, many, many Americans don't understand the authoritarianism or dictators. You, you, experience the dictatorship through movies or the TV shows. It's not horrible. Your everyday life 
under the dictatorship is not that different from the democratic countries. You live and you can be happy, you can laugh, you can have your own lives, you can, you can support your family. But you constantly you know that something is wrong with our society. There is injustice in our world. And I'm responsible as a citizen of our society, I'm responsible to something about it. That's, that was my experience, experience living in 1980s and 90s. And uh, when, I, when, I, uh, when I'm questioned why South Koreans fought that bravely, uh, my answer is the dictatorship is dangerous, not because people hate it. Dicta people love dictators. Freedom and liberty is not easy burden to bear. People say that people say like they, they understand what freedom is. I don't think they do. People love dictators. People love some strong political leaders to solve our own problems. For example, stop minority, minority to coming into our society, something like that. So I believe why the reason why we fought is we understand how dangerous the dictatorship is, not because we hate it because we love it, because we have become our own, in our own way, individual dictators. Every South Koreans, Korean individuals were authoritarians. So we, we so the, not just we, not just we have the dictators as a political leader, entire South Korean society was authoritarian in school room, school classroom, in our work, in our family, we have the dictators in everywhere. There was a political hierarchy. We had to obey someone's orders and we took that natural. That's how authoritarian society works. We didn't want that. Okay. So that's, uh, what I have learned from the, my experience back in 1980s and 90s. Speaking as a South Korean myself, I thought that the drama was enjoyable enough. The cinematography was beautiful and the writing was admittedly well done, as expected since it was directed by Jo Hyun Tuck and written by Yu Hyun Mi, the same people behind Sky Castle. From the beginning, the producers had tried to make it clear that the story's intention was to focus on personal stories of individuals who were pushed down by those above them. And I could see that effort in the storytelling. But I'm only second-generation Korean who was raised in America, so I can't speak for those who had to live through those tragic decades themselves and claim that I can sympathize with the pain they felt. If they felt as though the show was offensive, who am I to argue? So suffice it to say that it felt rather frustrating watching international fans' response to the whole controversy. 
I read tons of posts and comments about how disappointed they were about the drama's initial delay because of COVID and how they thought this entire thing was nothing but an overreaction. Many of them are excited for the drama because it was the debut of Jisoo and tried to defend it by saying that Koreans are being too sensitive or that the majority of complaints were only coming from Blackpink antis. And while some of those claims might be true, it doesn't regard the fact that these people don't realize that as non-Koreans, they don't really have a say on deciding whether a certain representation of Korea's history is offensive or not. Because it isn't their history. They can't speak for us. Enjoy the drama all you want, but please keep in mind that just as you have the right to watch this drama and call it a masterpiece, we have our right to express our criticisms for how this production chose to display a certain part of Korea's past that is still considered relevant today. So after putting my two cents in, I have to admit not everything is black and white. Snowdrop isn't necessarily a bad drama, but can't be considered ethically correct either. With that being said, will you be placing the drama on your watch list?